Oh yeah, my computer has this weird virus where if I type anything in the search bar, it like redirects me to Bing, so that's cool. I don't know how to get rid of it. I think it's a it. virus. I think it's just no, a preferred it's, browser. No, it is a virus. I looked it up. <laughs> you get a virus that just takes you to Bing? Brother, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Kitchen Sink Podcast, a weekly show about all things Marvel, Star Wars, and more, all centered around our favorite fandoms. This week, joining me, not as always, is my friend, my good buddy, Jonah, here to talk about Season 3, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian. How are we doing, Jonah? I'm doing fantastic, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Yeah, so this week, guys, um, Megan, very busy. We both had very busy schedules, and she is currently traveling right now, so... We couldn't really do anything about that. Um, so Jonah, we've talked about Mandalorian. We we both like Star Wars a lot. So decided we bring him on. Um, you know, continue to further the variation of special guests. So it's not just Travis every time that I need someone to come on here. Um, yeah, conveniently Travis also away. So all my all my go tos are gone this week, guys. So we got Jonah here. He's a great fill in. I cannot wait for our discussion here. Um, but yeah, so let's just get a baseline, Jonah. So where where did your Star Wars fandom begin? Uh, man, like, all the way back in the beginning. I mean, I remember watching, like, the movies with my family, like, when I was, like, six, you know, and then just from there, books, shows, anything I could get my hands on, I was just devouring Star Wars content. <laughs> yeah, there was, I mean, like, I remember when I kind of got it, let's see, I saw Force Awakens in theaters, and then it was kind of like a slow burn to get to that point, but then, like, I don't know, I feel like post Rise of Skywalker was when I like really started like, like I paid attention, I watched YouTube videos, like I was definitely into it, but then like post Rise of Skywalker um, was when like, is that when I watched Clone Wars? I think so, yeah, that's when I watched Clone Wars, so that, that contributed to a lot of where I am today is like Clone Wars, and then started reading a lot of like other canon novels, which I liked a lot, I've talked about the Thrawn novels on here because those things are a piece of art so good um i read like the aftermath trilogy like a ton of stuff with that um and yeah so then just kind of kept growing with that even though like it, it was just interesting because i feel like it took a, like for me it took place post all the movies being out so it's just like kind of funny that even though we weren't getting any new movies there was a lot of other stuff kind of happening and obviously mando was coming out um so yeah there was a lot of stuff kind of but I would say COVID definitely kind of like launched everything for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about Clone Wars a lot, both avid enjoyers of the Clone Wars here. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is about the show. Like yeah. there's just something about it that like, I don't know. Revenge of the Sith like does it pretty well, but like Clone Wars captures the prequel era so well, I feel like, and it's hard to like, I don't know. It's just hard to like place it, I guess. But um, Ahsoka being in there is amazing, and then, like, you get to, you get a lot more, it just helps you to get a lot more of, kind of, the connections that you see in the movies, I guess, like, you get more Anakin Obi-Wan, you get to see, you get to see a ton more Anakin Padme than you do, like, I mean, when we were rewatching all the movies here, I'm like, there's actually not, like, I mean, there is in the movies, but, like, 
for all that we know about Anakin and Padme and all the lore that goes behind it, the original three prequel movies are, like, kind of, like, limited things of all those different topics and relationships and everything. So the Clone Wars definitely helps to, like, bring life to that time period, especially when, like, a lot of people don't, like some of those movies yeah i know a lot of people they'll complain about episode three just like the, not how realistic it is like for anakin just like all of a sudden turn dark and i feel like with clone wars like you see that right you see the toll the wars taking on him yeah you see all this stuff happening i think it just really like makes episode three so much more like like visceral because like you yes. saw him get to this point yeah. and now here's the breaking point it's yeah like a good bridge between two and three right like because when, when we went back and rewatched it like Reza said like super high up on my list and then when we went back and watched it like the movie itself is solid but like i was like okay i feel like i didn't enjoy that as much as i like thought i would or whatever and i think in my brain i blend revenge of sith and like clone wars together so much and that's why i kind of hold it at such a high regard because they capture the same thing so, yeah, you definitely do get to see, like, it bridges the gap between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith very well, which I think there are definitely some things that, like, you do need to see because, like, it's, it, a lot of stuff happens. So it's definitely a good bridge to see, and like you said, you definitely see that more slow burn from Anakin in Attack of the Clones um, to Revenge of the Sith. And it kind of goes in ways because you could say in Attack of the Clones he was a little... Uh, and so you, like, you almost see him, like, improve a little bit in the Clone Wars at some points, but then you also kind of see him fall, too. So definitely a lot of good stuff there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Revenge of Sith, though, too. Like, it's hard. Like, it's super hard to kind of wrap everything up right. when the 4 is already, you know, 4 is already out at that point. Yeah. So you have to, like, figure out how to go from where you are, wrap it all up nicely, and I think, like, I mean, I think they did a pretty solid job. Like, the only thing job. that you could maybe say is Padme dying of sadness is, like, eh, you know. Yeah, that was a little much. But, but, like, in general, nothing about what they end Revenge of Sith with, like, feels like, oh, well, they just did that so that it makes sense in 4. Like, right. it feels all like a natural development, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so let's get into Mandalorian. Um, I think, by far, the best show that they've come out with so far, Star Wars show. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, what? Mando and, and or Book of Boba Fett. Are those the only live-action Star Wars shows that they've had? Live-action? I want to say, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Because um, they, they had Bad Badge, but that was more like Clone yeah. Wars continued. So. I haven't even gotten to this recent season of Bad Batch. First I'm one, like two episodes in. I'm still very disappointed by the first season of Bad Batch, I will be honest. That's fair. Like, because their arc in season seven I thought was pretty solid, yeah. and then... Uh, the first episode of season one was really good, and then it kind of just, yeah, eh. <laughs> I saw a lot of memes, because, like, the most recent episode of The Bad Batch came out this Wednesday with Mandalorian, right. and so I saw a lot of memes about people, like, being sarcastic, like, what to watch first, like, right. Mando, or, like, they were just making fun of The Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, Mando definitely, like, I think one of the good things about Mando was it, like, kind of created um Mm, jumping in point for a lot of people right when you're nine movies deep i think i think this is an issue marvel has right now yeah. is a lot of people don't know where to start if they exactly. do want to get into it because there's so much and so i think for mando a lot of people look at stars like nine movies that's a lot i don't think i can really get into that mando was just a good show it had some good tie-ins but then for a lot of people then that was a good basis for them to yeah. kind of go back and watch the movies at their pace right. because they saw you know how good star wars can be yeah um 
and they didn't like they didn't kind of not gatekeep, but they made it applicable to all audiences, right. whether you are a diehard Star Wars fan or whether you were like a super casual viewers, like it was super easy to be enjoyed. Yeah, I, think. I think that's one thing that they did really well because for me, like diehard Clone Wars fan, <laughs> I love Rebels. Like watching all the ways that Filoni would like kind of yeah. drop little tidbits right. that you don't need to recognize to enjoy the show. Like you yeah. still have a fantastic show without him, but then having that extra step for people that are diehard fans, I think he did a super good job of like tying in both without making it only like so like super deep obscure references. Right. Um, but it didn't feel like you were watching like a right like, just base level like man show for yeah. people that don't know anything that's going exactly. on. Like yeah, they definitely struck that balance super well. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, like Marvel definitely needs to find something yeah. like that because they, I think they have a really tough time balancing that, like yeah. with a lot of stuff right now. Um, so yeah, Mando definitely has been like that show. And I was talking with one of my buddies at school. Well, I mean, we haven't gotten an official Mandalorian episode since December of 2020. Right. So we're talking over two years, which is like mind blowing to me. Cause I was like, it cannot have been that long ago. We got Book of Boba Fett, those, like, two episodes, right. but an official Mandalorian episode has not come yeah. out since December of 2020, which is so. crazy. Dang. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It's like... Yeah. It yeah. feels like it was just, like, last year. Right. That's crazy. It is, it is absolutely insane. So, glad to have it back, for sure. Definitely. And I think that there is going to be a lot of, like... I'm excited to get into all the Mandalore stuff, because I think... Um, like, I think season seven, so season seven of the Clone Wars kind of, like, got into that a little bit with Ahsoka and Maul on Mandalore and that whole thing. So I think it'll be fun. Like, you know, they always talk about, like, the Great Purge or whatever. And so we actually get to see a lot of the results of that and kind of where Mandalore is at right now in live action, too, which will be really cool. Right. Um, and Mando and Baby Yoda are two good characters for that, I think. Um, so, yeah, any other... Uh, no, I just think uh, for all my Rebels fans out there, um, <laughs> there's a lot of Mandalore in Season 3 of Rebels. You see a lot of Bo-Katan. You see kind of where she is now is like sort of a continuation of where she was in Rebels. And I just think it'll be really cool to see that in live action. And yeah. see all the stuff that we saw with Sabine and Clan uh, oh, yeah. Ren and all that. I think it'll be interesting to see where everybody's at. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much of like... Um, because obviously Sabina's in Rebels, Ahsoka's there. Like, I'm curious to see how much, if any, Ahsoka gets tied in in this season. Because she's got her own show coming out. Is that later this year or is that next year? I want to say that's like this summer. Okay, yeah. So, I think, like, she's got plenty of stuff to do. I think Ezra's going to be yeah. in that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so there's plenty of stuff to be doing there. So, I'll, I, I'll be interested to see if they pull her back into this for, like, a cameo or something. Yeah. Or if we get any Luke or anything like that. Um... So, yeah. All right, well, let's get into this episode, guys. Uh, it is Season 3, Episode 1, or if you're going by just pure episode numbers, Chapter 17, The Apostate. Um, so we open with a sequence of the armor making a new Mandalorian helmet, this one a little smaller, um, as it's intended for a child. I thought this was a flashback at first, I'm going to so be honest. Right. Yeah. I fully thought that that was Din Djarin in the water. And I was like, because like, he kind of looks like him. I That's was what like, I thought, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so we're going back to, like... Um, well, okay, because at first, so, let me, so she carries outside to the com commencement ceremony, just as the kid is about to make his vow uh, to never remove his helmet, a big space alligator comes out of the water. Yep. 
I thought that was him because I was like, wait, he never, like, because he cuts him off right in the middle of him saying, like, I'll never take my helmet off yeah. or whatever. So it's like, oh my gosh, is this Din Djarin? And he never actually made right. that vow. So, like, technically, he's he's fine. Like, he didn't yeah. do anything wrong because he never actually made that vow. Um, so then all the Mandalorians have to fight this dude. Alligator doing pretty solid. They couldn't do much. We got some cool jetpacks and, like, cool Mandalorian stuff going on. But it isn't until our guy Mando flies in on the dopest N1 starfighter the galaxy oh, yeah. has ever seen. Just blows, out, just blows the alligator to smithereens, um, and then he like lands, opens up the capsule, and then we cut to the Mandalorian title slide. So pretty solid opening scene. It was definitely strong and definitely like, um, if we are gonna be focusing on kind of the race of the Mandalorians or the Creed or whatever, I think it's good that we get a shot of all of them working together and all of kind of what that looks like, because prior to now we've gotten like small scenes when they were on Navarro and they were in like the basement or whatever. We got that scene where they all kind of helped out Din Djarin, but like we haven't gotten a ton of big group things like yeah. this. And so I think that'll be cool um, leading into the season if we're going to kind of focus on the group as a whole. It's kind of a good introduction into that, I would say. Yeah, and it seemed like they really went out of their way in that sequence just to like show how all of them helping each other out of the I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah, Like, like any time <laughs> someone went down, like, immediately there was someone there giving them a hand. Right. Like they really emphasized They that. definitely did. Like, that, there was multiple shots of that. Even the armorer, who, like, yeah. all she's got is her little, like... Her little hammer. Right. She's still going in. She's grabbing people. So, yeah. like, it, you definitely do see that camaraderie and, like, yeah. just how closely knit um, the Mandalorians are, especially, you know, the children of the Watch. Um... And yeah, obviously jetpacks, pretty solid. You can't go wrong with jetpacks. Exactly. Jetpacks and little like explosion mines, which I don't know what they thought that was gonna do. Like against that like hard exterior, where they'll be like, yeah, little like button mines. Yeah. yeah, we'll take them out, no problem. I was waiting for the for the missile down the mouth, but oh never got yeah, that would be sick too. I was looking forward to that, and then I never got it. But. Yeah, um, Paz Vizsla, that yeah. dude. He's just got, like, the cannon, bro, yeah, just yeah. firing. And I think it's funny, too, depending on what, like, what people are fighting in Star Wars, it's all the same, like, laser bolt, but it's just funny to see, like, how useless it can be versus how strong it can yeah, be, yeah. too. When it's an alligator, it's like, bro, you think that's going to do anything? But then against, like, humans or anything else, like, yeah. it can cause, like, a lot of damage or whatever like cut to row one and um yeah. them just getting like blasted to mm. absolute uh smithereens yeah yeah i'm trying to think of something i lost the phrase but um yeah so then we cut to inside the cave and mando talks to the armor about redeeming himself and he tries to tell her that the minds of mandalore could actually still be intact he's got this little piece of like crystallized surface material yeah. i guess um and the armor's like, um, yeah, that just means that, like, we're right. The place is just all crystallized from everything. And he's like, well, if someone's able to go retrieve it, then technically I should be fine. Like, I can go I can go there. And so he just, like, double checks with her. He's like, if I can give you proof that I went down to the mines, washed myself in the water, am I good? She's like, sure, yeah, yeah. She says this is the way, but, you know. Yeah. She's just like, all right, good luck. You're, you might die, but sure. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it almost feels like, um, I don't know, like a childish bet. It's like, 
mom, if I could do like this impossible thing, right. can you get me like an epic sports car, like all these things? And your mom's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Never gonna happen, but sure. Yeah. So like, it almost kind of feels like that a little bit, but um, I don't know, Armour is like weird. Like she's not mean about it, but she like, you can tell she definitely is like fully like yeah, in the creed. Like there is no leniency here yeah. at all. Like, I don't know. And the, and like, it's times like these where you definitely kind of see Bo-Katan's side of like, yeah, you guys are crazy. Yeah. You guys are crazy actually like, <laughs> right. You guys are a cult. You are weird. You guys care way too much about your helmets. So you <laughs> yeah. definitely like see that um, here. The armor is definitely like, I don't know. The armor, dude, armor versus Bo-Katan. That would be. Dude, Bo-Katan easy. If we, I mean, yes. Like, Bo-Katan definitely wins, but, like, I yeah. feel like we definitely might get that because they seem to be, like, right. on two opposite sides of the spectrum, I guess. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so it's definitely, like, I don't know. They kind of, they do a good job of just presenting all this to you, yeah. and you can kind of make up your mind on where yeah. you kind of stand, I think. Um, and I think, like, because we're following Mando, who does kind of seem to be in the middle, that's kind of why, I guess. Right. Like, obviously, he's part of the watch, but he definitely, you see bits and pieces of him, like, leaning kind of with Bo-Katan and be like, yeah, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I love Grogu. You're telling me I cannot, like, show my actual face to this human being. Like, it's, you definitely see how right. he kind of processes that as well. And so I think because we're following him, we're kind of in the middle and we're allowed to kind of decide yeah. where we think everything is, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of similar to, like, Jedi and, like, thou shalt have no connections, like, yeah. um, which is funny because Jedi are supposed to be, like, they're supposed to, like... You must have compassion, but you can't have emotions. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, Enter Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> The bad boy of the Jedi Council. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, how, ma how many other random cults in the galaxy don't allow, like, actual true signs of, like, affection and love? Interesting thought. Interesting thought. Maybe that's just a common theme in Star Wars. I mean, you could, like, that is a very common theme in Star Wars, is just love in general. Yeah. Like, you see, like, the brotherly love between Anakin and Obi-Wan. You see it between Anakin and Padme. You see Luke and Leia. You see Luke and Vader. You see Leia and Han. You see... Han and Chewie. Han and Chewie. You see uh, Finn and Poe, Rey and Poe. 3PO and R2. 3PO and R2. It's, like, spread throughout. So it's, um... Yeah, so then when you get these, like, cultist groups that are like, no, then you're like, oh. Come on, you can't like just avoid that, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, it's funny because I feel like I feel like there's gotta be more people that knows where Mandalore's at, like what state it's at. No, yeah, I feel like, like no somebody one's, would no know. one's going like a yeah. flyby, and it's like, like somebody even, would be able to like scan the planet and be like, yes, this is going to kill you. That's no, what this I'm is saying. not gonna kill like, you. Like, like, that feels he well within their technology. He goes to the Poketan and he's like, I'll tell you if it's poisonous or not. I'm like. Okay, so you're telling me since the Great Perch, nobody has gone there and confirmed. No one does a little quick flyby and be like, yeah, that looks pretty bad. That, no, yeah, that's no good. And I could be I could be wrong about this. Like, it's been a sec since I've watched Rebels. But I'm pretty sure they're on Mandalore. <laughs> like, 
I'm pretty sure a good chunk of it takes place on Mandalore, and nobody's dying. So I feel like at the very least, like the New Republic would be like, "No, Mandalore yeah. will not kill you if you step foot on." Right. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like people would know yeah. whether it's it like feels like a weird thing to not know after what like twenty plus years at this point. Right. No one, no one just going like okay. Even if it is poisonous, you assume you could fly a ship through it, right? Right. Because it's got airlocks or whatever. Yeah. No one's just like. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one, guys. Or or the opposite. Everyone's like, dude, it looks fine. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like, no one... And, like, you can't scan the atmosphere? Like, I feel like right. that's very within Star Wars to... It's a bit, yeah, if, we did, like, hyperspace, hyperspace jumping and tracking through hyperspace. Yeah. I think we can figure out how to track an atmosphere and everyone will be able to yeah. believe that. Um, so it almost is like maybe, I don't know. I feel like no one's hiding a secret, but you could think about it that way. Yeah. Of p- some people do know that it is okay to go back on, or maybe it's not, but not because it's poisonous. Like there's something else going on there that people are trying to hide, I guess. Or also, it could just be the fact like the New Republic's still so small and fragile. Like they just don't have a central database of information. That's like, true. Because they they would probably know, but like <laughs> to access their information. I don't know, man. New Republic kind of be slipping with some stuff, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess we will get to find out if it is indeed poisonous or not, because no one else has the sense to just, no one's on, well, okay, and he's, we know the Mandalorian system can't be that hard to travel to, because we're there by the yeah. end of this episode, no one's like, yeah, I was in the area, just decided to check it out, see if, you yeah, know, see I if mean, people like, were being true. the planet that's the source of, like, the single strongest metal ore in existence, <laughs> and nobody's tried to go and get some mascot. No like, one's like, oh, man, it's been 25 years what if what if people are just like being stupid? Like, what if we're just missing out on all this stuff? No one like, about What that? if I put on a hazmat suit and go on some Beskar? Like, <laughs> just, I don't know. Yeah, just fully like just spacewalking to be like dangerous materials. We're good. Just you could start an operation, upstart entrepreneurship, dude. Beskar limited, mining. You could make so much money. Limited edition Beskar guys, come get it. Had to be mined in poisonous gas. You could you could definitely upcharge people for you that. You could have that for about if five guys maybe a couple weeks. If five guys can cart can charge sixteen dollars for a double cheeseburger with so bacon, true. I think we can get a pretty solid price for Beskar. Um, Until the Mandalorians find out you have Beskar and are like, <laughs> we are holier than thou. Bang bang bang, and then bang bang bang. Yeah. Yeah. That it is what it, it is. What it is. Exactly. Um. So then, as uh, Mando, man, Mando, Mando, and. I wrote Baby Yoda a lot here, but Grogu, um, they're in hyperspace, and he's kind of watching around them, and they go through hyperspace. Grogu does see some hyperspace whales flying with them, which is pretty cool. Um, they're kind of just, like, very shadowy figures, I guess. I don't know how they... Is that really all you see in Rebels? Oh, uh, no, in Rebels, we interact with them a lot, actually. Oh, they, really? uh, they're, they're called Pergil. Pergil. Okay. Yeah, so basically, um, it's they are just a natural, like, life form that can travel through hyperspace and they eat like tabana gas. And so um, they're actually, Ezra like connects with them in Rebels. Yeah. And they like help them, like they destroy an Imperial mining post so that they can like have their little tabana gas. Okay, um, okay. But then uh, it's actually Pergil that like, that's how Ezra and Thrawn disappear is they're on a Star Destroyer and the Pergil grab it and then mm. that's how Rebels ends with them vanishing. Gotcha. So the fact that Pergil are there after having Ahsoka asking about Thrawn. Right. Interesting. Yes. Um. So yes, all those. Good thing I have you here, Jonah, because I don't know enough about it to have made any of those connections. But you're here, so we got that. 
Um, so then he kind of like pops down his little pod and then goes like right between the arms of Mando, which is a very cute moment, super comfortable. Which, and I was kind of thinking about that, I was like, so what's the comfort situation going to be in this ship? Like, you know, is Baby Yoda going to be trapped in that little bubble right. the entire time? Or, but we can see they seem to be chilling, like yeah. they seem to be cool. Um, maybe not as much walking around the room as, <laughs> really? uh, as the Razor Crest. Razor Crest, there it is. No, I'm forgetting its name. <laughs> no! What are you doing? Okay. Never forget the Razor Crest. Oh my goodness. Um, so, let's see. So then they land on Navarro. Um, it took me a second to realize that this is like Navarro, the place that we've already been. Because yeah. I, like, I saw it in the trailers or whatever. And then I had heard the name and I was like, oh wait this is like the same place we've been for like literally the past two seasons or whatever yeah. and i was like it looks completely it different like they have now. they got some nice greenery some foliage they got tourist attractions um so high magistrate Karga, he knows what he's doing man yeah. um as Mando walks through town, yeah, we can just kind of see how much it's changed since the last time we've been there. At least that, like, small little hub, I guess. When he yeah. flies in, it's literally just, like, a line yeah. of, like, kind of the sandy, more deserty part of the planet. Or, yeah, like, right yeah. outside. And then you can kind of, you can literally see, like, the city limits. Yeah. And just, there's all, like, the cool stuff. Um, so I thought that that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then Mando walks by a statue of IG-11 commemorating his sacrifice. Yeah. And is that when we see yeah, the bird? Yeah, so that's, um, uh, for anybody that's, like, watched Rebels, I think it was in Clone Wars too, but um, Ahsoka has, like, this owl that kind of follows her around in Rebels, and I believe we saw it in earlier seasons of Mando too when we first interacted with Ahsoka. I think so, too. When she's, yeah. like, uh, taking over that city or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I swear that the bird on IG-11's head was that bird. <laughs> like... I could be wrong, I fully admit it, but, like, that's kind of what I saw. Yeah. So, do with that what you will. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we were talking about it at lunch, and Jonah brought it up, I was like, yeah, completely missed that. Didn't, I don't, you know, birds, one thing I do not scan for in, like, there's, like, there's stuff I scan for. There was so much going on, though, that it was, like, hard yeah. to, like. I mean, they, like, drew attention to it a little bit. Like, they zoomed in on IG-88, and it was just, like, there. So right. I wasn't sure if that was, like, drawing attention to IG-11's face. I said, 88, it's 11. <laughs> and, like, the bird kind of moved around, so I was kind of like, yeah. wait a minute. But So, let's see. Last time we I saw Ahsoka. Last time we saw Ahsoka was in Book of Boba Fett, and she was with Luke. Right. But then didn't she take off, though, by the time Mando had left, too? She kind of said... Yeah, she said, Luke's over there, I'm leaving to go right. find Ezra, bye-bye. Yeah. So I guess there's a chance she could be there. Yeah. We don't really know where she's at in finding Ezra. Maybe she's just stopping for yeah. a quick drink at the saloon, maybe. Maybe she was following the Pergil. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Um, so, yeah, so then Karga, Grief Karga walks out, who is now High Magistrate Karga. He walks out, he says hi, and then they take him back inside. Um, so then we get into his office. Baby Yoda's, like, spinning himself around yeah. in the chair, which was really funny. Um, and Karga, so he's basically like, yeah, Amanda, we got a lot of money flowing through here. We got some mines out there. Like, there could, this, is a, this is a good place to be. He's just, like, sales pitching, man. He's yeah. like, I got you a nice plot out there, okay? We can have you settle down, get you a nice bedroom for the kiddo. It's right next to the hot springs. <laughs> you guys can settle down, make some money. You'd be landed gentry. Like, this, exactly. is, this is the way Real, to be. Realtor Karga is, like, one of the greatest forms I think we see. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, no, I kind of got stuff to do. Um, and then he's, <laughs> so then Karga's like, 
so like what happened dude like why why is why is grogu here which by the way mano has to tell him that his name's grogu which because he's like grogu what his name's grogu whatever you say if, if you say so <laughs> i was like hey listen to the man um but yeah so he's kind of like karga is definitely playing the role of anyone who hasn't seen book of boba fett because he's like what happened i thought you like brought him to luke i thought you were good and then he's like things happen it's complicated but we're back now so i mean and that's kind of all you like i i don't know that's kind of part of the balance i guess is like it like it definitely like helps if you do know what happened but also if you don't want to go watch book of boba fett for that you can just be like okay they're back now yeah he says like he completed his quest but he came back to him so yeah now they're sticking together (laughs) he he did it and then he's like dad i mean who doesn't want to hang out with mando 24 7 like I mean, honestly, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Screw Yoda's lightsaber, man. Bro. Pedro Pascal. Oh my goodness, that is. We talk, We, me and Megan actually talked about Pedro Pascal the other day on the podcast because she was talking about like some sort of TikTok edit, and I'm like, do people find him like that attractive? Like, he's a good-looking guy. He's not like the conventionally attractive like man, man. though. So I'm like, I, I don't know. It was it was an interesting conversation. I don't know. We have we have a lot of conversations like that, unfortunately. She talks about Joe Burrow, Pedro Pascal, anybody. Steve Harrington came up in conversation when we were talking about Stranger Things. Steve the Hair Harrington. Steve the Hair Harrington. Papa Steve. Um, let's see. Where are we? Uh, we get a cannon right off the card. Oh, no. Pirates. Go right here. Yeah. So a droid walks in, tells Grief Carter that there's some pirates causing some trouble in the courtyard. So they walk out. Um, so, basically, this place is a school now. These guys want to drink because it used to be a saloon. I don't know what the issue is here. I'm like, like, I know they're pirates and that's their job. But I'm like, okay, if we do some calculations here, odds are the nearest saloon is probably, like, a block away. Can you seriously not just go? Yeah, I kind of saw it as, like, the pirates were, like, trying to see if Karga had gone, like, respectable. That's true. Because they were going to try and, like, take advantage of his business, like... Hey, like you you built this with like the money you got from our boss, like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like get us a piece of the action here, right? Yeah, that definitely yeah that makes sense too. Um, but Karga he does like hold his ground very much, even yeah even though they mentioned that he built it with the boss's money, and then they get into a good old standoff. Um, shoot, when did we see um? Oh my gosh. Cobb Vanth and, um... That's next, that's next. They have their little standoff. Yeah. And the pirate draws, but Karga's faster, shoots yes. the gun out of his hands. They, like, start back off, and then they all pull out their guns, yeah. and then Mando and Karga just ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, take them all out. <laughs> Except for the one pirate that they let run away. Yeah, which, that'll be an issue yeah. next. Yeah. Um, and then Karga's like, dude, I need a marshal. Right. And that's when he's like, what about, like, Marshal Dune? And he's like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah no. the right after off. she brought in Gideon, <laughs> uh, she went to Nur. I was like, so she's okay. Gone. Cannon right off for Carrot Dune. Yep, cool, she's gone cool, now. Cool, cool. Cause well, I think it was like, I think it might have been like kind of up in the air because they fired her. But I thought there was right. a little talk of maybe her being back. Right. But yeah, no, I think she's, this is she's written too. off. She's out. Bye bye. And then probably not going to see him off Gideon because they also kind of provide. They're like, yeah, he's off in like New Republic hands right now. Yeah, he's so, going to a war tribunal. Where was that? 
Okay, hopefully <laughs> you don't just like fall apart here on that chair. I'm sure it's fine. It should be fine. Um, yeah, so was that Mando season two or is Cobb Vanth and then um, oh my, who's the blue guy? Who's the blue bounty hunter with the um, in Clone Wars? Uh, oh, Cat Bane. That was Mando season two, right? With their standoff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I I can't remember now with some of the Book of Boba Fett. Like, it's yeah. hard for me to remember how much. Blurry, right? Yeah, so yeah, that, that Mando. yes, this standoff, hard to compare to that one. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It is hard to remember. Wait, but was Cad Bane and... I feel like Cad Bane would be more Boba than Mando. That's what I'm saying. Because wasn't there something with the same people? No, it was Book of Boba Fett. It was because, Book of Boba Fett. Because then, um... Because he's the one that, like, told them how to deal with the same people. Yes, and then, at the very end, um... Cobb is in the, like, back to tank. That's, like, one of the end, like, scenes. Yeah, yeah. Because so Bo- Boba's the one that takes out Bane. Right? Oh, my God. Anyways. Yeah, 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 no, because Cad Bane, like... Yeah. He walks into town... Yeah, because then he becomes more of a character in that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It is Pokemon Fest. Okay. And I was gonna say, I was like, I feel like also that was not. I feel like I saw that more recently than twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, th- this is all to make a point that that was a cool standoff, <laughs> and this is a decent standoff. But that one was a really good standoff. Hard to beat that one. Yeah. That's the only point I was trying to make. Took us a while to get there. Um. But if there's anything to prove there, it's just that like these two shows definitely blend together a ton. Yeah. Which. Definitely kind of a point. Where is my mouse? Oh, that's a great question. What in... <laughs> oh, my... Like, he, he just completely disconnected. But anyways, yeah, so after that, uh, after the little sales pitch, cargo salesman again, uh, we get... Uh, Mando's like, no, 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 like, I'm here on business. No. <laughs> Excuse the Star Wars sounds for reconnecting everything, everybody. Love it. Yeah. But yeah, so then uh, he offers him position as Marshal, uh, and Din Djarin is like, no, like, I have <laughs> pressing matters to attend to. Like, oh, whoa, He's like, sorry, oh, sorry Mando, didn't know business, you were on business. business. Apologies. For Apologies. Um, yeah, so then Mando's like, can we, like, revive this guy? They walk past IG-11, he's like, so, what, what's a guy got to do to get it, the droid back? And Greek Car is like, that's a statue. He exploded, my friend. This is like, and he's like, that's his parts. What's left of him, yeah. So, naturally, what do you do? You grab the head and the, like, body, the, like, chest Yeah, you got, like, piece. torso, arm, one arm. One arm and the head. And let's try to revive him. Just see what happens. Um, so then, they do actually get power back onto him. To which then he reverts back to his old settings of trying to get Baby Yoda. So that's kind of like a freaky scene. Wasn't that scary. But, you know, yeah. it was a little bit. Like, the weird, like, there is definitely something spooky about, like, a dis- like half-destroyed metal something, like, crawling towards you. Anakin throwbacks. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, um, in Multiverse of Madness, I think there's, like, the Ultron bots. Yeah. Like, there's one that... There's one of those, too. Yeah. Same, literally almost, like, shot for shot the same yeah. thing. Um, and then, like, the good droid, or, like, the service droid or whatever that helps out Grief Cargo pushes the, like, bust of Cargo onto it yeah. and just, like... Squishes his Squishes him, which I thought was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. That seems... Gosh, should have been C-3PO, man. That's yeah. such a C-3PO moment right there. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
Um, yeah, so then that kind of puts that on hold for Which, a second. Can we take a moment to talk about the fact that there was a thermal detonator in IG-11's chest, <laughs> and yet it's his legs and one of his arms that were destroyed? And That's what, yeah, that's I was impact. thinking about that. I was can like, we talk about that for a okay, second? Okay, so if his self-destruct, like the hub of the explosive, is in the heart of his body, how is his chest almost completely intact, and then it's his extremities that are like, not yeah. okay? I was like that. Don't that does not make it didn't sense. Didn't quite add up. It, not, no, it does not. I, that's a very fair point. I will say. Um, Just wanted to call attention to that. Yeah. No. It's. I don't. The whole like concept that he's able to even be brought back. You'd think that he'd be literally completely like. Yeah. It has to be big enough to like. It was a big enough explosion to take all the guys out at the edge of the yeah. tunnel so they could get out safely. Yeah. What is this dude made out of? Yeah. <laughs> that like that he was even salvageable to put like that much parts together on a statue. Yeah. I would, yeah, the whole thing seems, like, yeah. interesting. Bit of a strange. And, I don't know, I feel like... I don't know, well, Mando's like, I need a good droid to get me through Mandalore, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I thought that was, we're just going to take this opportunity to, like, introduce, like, a new droid, or whatever. Yeah. It seems like, why do we need to go back to IG-11 a little yeah. bit? I was like... I feel like there's so many other cool, like, droid characters that you could bring. Not IG-11 sick. Like, yeah. super cool. But I also feel like there's definitely, like, you take this opportunity to be like, okay, we don't have ID-11, but there's this dude. This dude's yeah. pretty sick. So, like, let's go with that. Um, I don't know. I guess Mando's just diehard yeah. IG-11 fan. Um, but good thing Navarro has the best droidsmiths on the Outer Rim, the Anzellans, which, for those that do not know, the same species as Babu Freak from Rise of Skywalker. Um... Which is very funny. Yeah. Always, always good. Yeah. Um, so then we just, they go to the little droid shop, which this whole scene is basically just all comedic relief, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Because um, Mando's sitting there. Okay. All right. I don't know how to fuse this together, so we'll... Full disclosure, we had technical difficulties. It's Stuff happened, technical difficulties, so we're picking up from where we left off. That took us about, like, five to ten minutes to fix, but we're, we're good. We're good. So we were talking about memory circuits and how it would be like a black market thing to go get instead of just getting a new droid. Yes. Um, so yeah, the Anzellans are like, yeah, yeah, we're good. We, yeah, just get us that memory circuit, we're good. So we're on, we get to go on side quest number one. Yay. Yes. Um, and then Grogu picks up one of the Anzellans and like starts Squeezes. carrying him. It's so funny, dude. And he's like, bad baby. That was so funny. That was dude. very entertaining. And it's real. It's kind of funny too because Baby was obviously like super small. So yeah. then it's funny seeing like him dealing with a creature that's smaller than him. Yeah. Like like a fully sentient creature because I guess he's like picked up frogs and like yeah. eating frogs or whatever. But he's just like fully talking, moving. He's like, hey, look, look, guys, look, look, it's a pet. Yeah, that was funny. Do we think we're gonna hear Baby Yoda talk this season? I doubt. Probably. I don't know if we'll ever hear him talk. That's like. Because I feel like, in some sense, that'll, like, ruin the yeah. essence of Grogu. Yeah. You'd just be like... And if he did talk, would he talk backwards? Or would he talk forward? I don't know. Because in, um... Oh! The Tales of the Jedi. Did you watch that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so good. That was... Dooku. I missed, Jedi Dooku. I, yes. Jedi Dooku and more Ahsoka Clone Wars yes. animation content. Yes. I will... There, I would do... What I wouldn't do just to get unlimited, like, Ahsoka Clone Wars content, Dude. like, of that animation. I love watching Ahsoka just, like, 
just completely like wipe the floor with inquisitors without even like drawing your lightsabers. So he just like walks know, up and is like, which that was a cool inquisitor design though. It was, that yeah, was cool. definitely kind of. And she just like walked up and was like, pa pa pa. Yeah, but anyways, why I brought that up is because Yaddle's in that Yoda's right. like species, and she doesn't talk backwards. Exactly. So, so it's it definitely a learned. it's a Yoda thing. It ain't a. It ain't a species thing. Right, and we don't even. Which know, and again, like we don't even know their species name. Grogu is gonna grow up listening to Mando talk, so obviously right. he's gonna talk like Mando. Yeah. Like you don't have built-in language functions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you ever think about that sometimes? About like how like accents are literally just where you grow up. Yeah. Like it's so funny to me because it seems so built-in. But, like, if you were to have someone born to Irish parents but then move them to the U.S., they would have a U.S. accent. Yeah. Which is, like, really weird for me to think about because it's just, like, I don't know. And then the fact that, like, British people, when they're talking, that's just their natural way of talking is insane to me. Yeah. Like, I can't process that's that. That's how they think. And trying to think about, like, other people trying to do an American accent yeah. and the fact that people have to, like, try to sound like us yeah. is also really weird to me. Yeah. Like, it's super hard, but, mm, I don't, I don't know. It messes my brain. Um... So yeah, after all the droid shop um, fun, Mando flies off and he tells Grogu that learning how to navigate the galaxy is a part of being a Mandalorian. Uh, he tells, he's just kind of like, all right, so this is your fuel gauge, this, uh, so we got like teacher da- dad Mando right here, yeah. um, and then he's, and then we get some like bogeys on the radar, he's like, and that is your enemy radar, and cut to like the one pirate that they let go, he flies off, he's like, Shouldn't have let me go, man. You can't expect to kill four of our guys and just run away. Um, so then we get one of, like, dude, I will say, this was very cool. Like, the really N1, cool. like, navigating through the a- uh, asteroid yeah. field and, like, him, like, hiding behind the rocks. And then every time he blasts someone, they play, like, I don't even know what instrument it is. But whatever that, like, horn that they play yeah. for Mando, when he'd shoot one of them down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. I, it yeah. was so clean. I could watch that, like, a million yeah. times. And um and they had like a slowed down kind of version of the Mandalorian theme in the back. Yeah. Oh. There's like three behind him and all of a sudden there's three in front and he's like, Alright. Yeah. And then he just like disappears into the field and they're all like looking around. Right. He goes like da and one dies. Exactly. And then you just get like a blur of silver and it's like yeah. another one dies. It, was, just, it oh. was so fun. And then he appears behind three of them, takes yeah. them out. Um, so that was super cool. Then he gets led to the big pirate ship and then the the main pirate the pirate king is like a tree man yeah i i was gonna say like kelp or like yeah. seaweed he looks like swamp thing bro is like wet like yeah. he, bro, he <laughs> looks like swamp thing yeah if i ever play like injustice or any of that yeah it's he like is, that model of something that's what he, he is like soaking i'm like i, I wonder like if moss. it's like right i'm like so do you like pour water on yourself to say or is that just like your body like uh, you know a lot of things that we could dive into about yeah the biology His name of Star is, Wars, um, but I wrote it down, I think. Oh, uh, it was, uh, like, Pirate King Gorian Shard. Gorian Shard, yep, there it is. Which is a cup dude. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was practical. Maybe a little CG, but it, I would assume yeah, most it, of that was practical. It looked mostly It looked, it, I mean, I thought it looked good. Yeah. Whatever it was. Um, so then he's kind of like, Mando, just come aboard. We can talk this out. We'll be good. And then Mando's like, another king. Another thing, kid. Never trust a pirate. He gets, slams he that after the throttle. They take off, and then they're back in hyperspace. You know, like, All right. Crazy lady gave him a button. He pushed that button. <laughs> crazy lady said, push this button, you go boom. Yep. And he did indeed he go boom. Um, so, yeah, that was super cool. 
like, even though this is a setup episode, we definitely do get aspects of, like, yeah. all the different things that make Mando so good. Like, we yeah. get this, we get the, like, quick little, like, not a full-on, like, blaster battle, but a quick yeah. little... Like, quick draw standoff thing. Right. So definitely, like, a lot of cool things. Definitely, like, all the quintessential pieces of Mando were here. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, while it was a setup episode, like, it, it wasn't not, boring. It wasn't boring. Like, I feel like a lot of other Star Wars shows, when it's a setup yeah. episode, you're like, oh, my it's goodness. Like, oh, world building. Oh, right. Like but, plot. like, but it's so like... whether you, when, even though you can't point to anything necessarily in this episode and be like, Oh my god, guys, that is just absolutely mind-blowing. Like, it's still a solid episode yeah. because it has all this stuff worked into the quinted, like the important world-building that we need to set up before we get into all the fun stuff. It's like it's like taking a fun class in high school, like a foods class or like an outdoor ed class. They can be some of the like best classes in your day, but you have to do like all the safety things sometimes. Yeah. And then there's days where it like is really bad because you know you have to set up everything. But once you do all that setup, then you get to just enjoy everything. Yeah. So that's kind of like, that's my analogy to the show. Um, so then Mando flies onto Kalevala. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and then lands near Mandalorian Castle. I assume they're probably in Sky Scotland, Ireland, somewhere filming this. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Just rainy and a bunch of green fields by the sea. Probably somewhere in the British Isles. Yeah. Um, so he walks down the main hallway and we find Bo-Katan sitting on the throne. He tells her that he is here to join her, but she's just like, there's nothing left to join, man. <laughs> and he's like, what happened? And she's like, well, you know, showed up, didn't have the dark saber, so then everyone just kind of got, like, wiped out. He's like, oh, that sucks. They just left. Yeah. So, um, so then she's definitely very bitter about everything. She's like, you, do you still have the dark saber? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, just wave that thing around. They'll just come to you, flock to you, they'll follow you. So, like... I don't know. I like the Darksaber. It's so interesting, though, like, how much of a grip it has, like, on yeah. the Mandalorians. I think, like, it's kind of weird to me that Bo-Katan just kind of gave up. Yeah. Like, this is the same Bo-Katan that, like, joined Death Watch to protect her people from the Republic and the Separatists. Right. And then sided with her sister against the Death Watch because she was also trying to protect her people. And then, like, started this whole, like movement to retake Mandalore, and she's just gonna, like, give up on that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And also, like, the whole Mandalorian thing, it's, like, all about, like, loyalty to clan, but, like, she shouldn't... She shouldn't need the dark shape for everybody. Right. Like, anyone that's loyal to clan Kreese should just be with her anyways. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of weird to me that all she has left is that droid. Yeah. But I get what they're setting up. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll, like, come join in soon on Mandalore. Yeah, I... There's no way she's letting go to Mandalore without her. Yeah, I, yeah, it's definitely just interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. But she, she's just like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't have her, like, drinking something. Yeah. Because that's kind of, like, the no, state yeah. she's she in. She was very much, like, lounging sideways across the throne. Like, right. Looked like she should have a bottle of something in her hand. Right. Um, yeah. So... Then she kind of goes on her little rant and she's like, yeah, it's because of like the Children of the Watch and all these other dumb, stupid factions all like started fighting with each other. And now like the actual just Mandalorian people are no more. We're just like split across the galaxy with all these little like pockets, basically. Um, and so she's like, and that's why Mandalore is not a thing anymore. Um, so, yeah, she's definitely like salty about that. Salty she doesn't have the Darksaber. Salty that all the people left. Like she's just not 
not in a good mental space right now. Maybe she needs to see a therapist. I don't probably. know. I don't know. She probably, she needs something. Um, I was thinking it's interesting. She talks about, like, all these different factions and stuff, like tearing apart Mandalore. Yeah. When she was part of the terrorist well, cell that tore apart Mandalore. <laughs> That's a different yeah. time, Jonah. It's, it's fine. It's, yeah, we're, yeah. we're moving past that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, a lot of stuff with the Darksaber, I hope we get to see. Like, I hope Mando, like, actually learns how to use it. Because yeah. Darksaber, dude, is, like, yeah. my gosh. Like, like Clone Wars when, um, uh, Maul. Maul, and then also... Previous Love. Previous Love, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And also, the, like, this, the Clone Wars animation works so well with the Darksaber. Yeah. Like, just really well. Um, Kai, uh, Pre Vizsla, like, just, he's a, he's a bad dude, but, like, he does some pretty cool things with the Darksaber. Yeah. Um, and John Favreau voices him. Exactly. Which, point is here. So that means double cool. Exactly. Like, John Favreau, John Favreau, like, you know. Um, so, then, let's see, Mando, he tells her of his plan to go bathe in the mine waters, and she's just like, okay, I don't know where that started, but those aren't special, okay? She's yeah. like, they produce Beskar, they, they're not magic. They were, they were for Beskar, for our ancestors, other than that, it's water, okay? Get off your high horse, <laughs> nothing's happening down there. Um, and then she's just like, fine, you, you know, if you do want to find them, they're underneath the, like, city center or something. Yeah. Um, she, tells, she tells Mando where they are. She's like, be my guest. Go do it. Do what you want. And he's like, all right, fine, I will. And I'll show you that I'll, like, I'll tell you if the planet's actually poisonous or not. And then he walks off. She's like, and then Poketan's like, goodbye, Din Djarin. And then we cut the credits. Um, so... Yeah, this is going to be an interesting dynamic this season, I think. Like, I don't know. I don't know, because I think there's there's definitely some people that think Bo-Katan is going to be, like, the main bad guy almost this season. And I don't, like, I don't disagree with them. Like, she is not in a good space right okay, now. Okay, she's not. But I don't think she's going to come after Mando because of that. Okay, but he like, has the Darksaber. Yeah, he has the Darksaber. Okay, so maybe... The most realistic thing I see is that she, she becomes so... up for the Darksaber. Yes. I can see that. That is the most realistic thing. And if that leads into more, like, if she becomes, like, so power-hungry, so blah, 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 like, I could definitely see her devolving into, like, that kind of madness, I guess. I can see that. I could also see Mando finally starting to listen to her and then being like, oh, like... Armor lady, like, you're weird, man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, because I feel like right, Mando's in the middle, right? And then you've got yeah. Bo-Katan represents actual Mandalorian culture. Yeah. She was born and raised on Mandalore. Then you have the armorer, who's a weird religious fanatic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mando's, like, caught between these two, like, very strong personalities. And right. so I'm interested to see which way he goes. Because I think that'll heavily impact where the conflict is. Yeah. But I think the conflict will be between those two ideas. Right. And maybe it ends up being like a Sith, Jedi, and Grey Jedi kind of situation where Mando ends Could up be. splitting them. Bet Mando, his main color is Grey. Guys, think about Guys, it. Guys, wait. Wait a second. Wait, wait. bo blue. The armor is like golden red. Mando's Grey. Boom! We, we just figured, figured out. Figured out. It's we already know the end of the season, guys. You don't even have to watch. We'll just we'll just tell you guys because we know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I think, honestly, I think that's probably the most realistic ending. And if that comes at the end of this season or if we get more Mando seasons in the future, I I see that happening, I guess, as Mando kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it starts his own, like, division because I feel like that's kind of the point of all this is to stop with that. Yeah. Like, stop the, like, okay, I have views that are a little different than you, so I'm going to create this little subdivision of Mandalorians. Like, that seems to be the actual issue. So I think, I don't know if Mando becomes, like, just the one united, like, Mandalorian ruler. And I don't, and also, it's like, how much can you do? Yeah, I don't see Mando wanting that, though. Yeah, like, right. He kind of seems like he just wants to settle down with Grogu somewhere. Right. So I could almost see him bringing, like, the Children of the Watch into Bo-Katan's faction so that they all become Mandalorian, like, together. That's true. Then them retaking Mandalore, and he's just like... All right, peace, guys. Later. I'm going to go chill with my kid. Bye. Well, right. And it's also, like, how much can you do? Like, it'll be interesting to see how big of a thing it becomes. Because yeah. it's, like, how much can you do without it being something that we would have seen or heard right. about in the sequels? Right. Because, like... And who are they retaking Mandalore from? Poison. Because <laughs> they built up this... They had the stolen fleet... They had all these people right. who were going to retake Mandalore. But then everyone's like, but everyone's poisonous. like Mandalore's poisonous. So right. who's on Mandalore that they need to fight? That's the secret, Jonah. There it is. We talked about it earlier. They're just going to show up. Someone's going to be there chilling. And then they're going to be like, hey, yeah. So, I don't know. It's separatists. <laughs> they're back! Just, no, bro. Yet okay, another, end of, yet uh, another group defied the shutdown order. Dude, end of, like, the end of one of these episodes is, like, they show up on Mandalore, dark room, and then we get... Maul. Roger, Roger. <laughs> Cut to credits. Oh, my goodness, the Separatists are back. Well, I mean, in Rebels, there's, like, just this random base on this random planet where, like, a super tactical droid was like, this shutdown order's fake, and <laughs> just said no. Yeah. And so there's just, like, a bunch of, like, Separatists that are just, like, right. stopping the wars going on. <laughs> extremist political extremists no um yeah so there's definitely a lot of things that could play out with mandalore and what all that looks like so i think this will be a super interesting season definitely full of lore and definitely like but definitely territory that like dave filoni and john favreau can do a lot of good stuff with and definitely bring it into a more like casual viewer's light because like most of Mandalore stuff is yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah, which is hit or miss for people. There's just not a lot already existing, so they can kind of go whatever direction. Right, they yeah. And then, yeah, so then for people like my parents that don't want to go watch seven seasons of the Clone Wars <laughs> and four seasons of Rebels, then they can still kind of learn about Mandalore and what that yeah. all looks like now. So that'd be cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's see. Good start to the season, I would say. I would say yes, definitely. I think we're definitely we're definitely setting up for good and we've already got several threads spinning out. I'm just gonna see how they tie together. Yeah. I think like Mando, not even in Star Wars, just on Disney Plus like shows in general, yeah. I think is one of the best things that definitely. is getting put out right now. Um and like we said, to the point where the setup episode just as entertaining as yeah. some of like the best like Marvel shows or like yeah. anything. Like there's still plenty of good stuff to go back and watch. And um, they recognize it's a setup episode, so they only made it like 35 minutes. Right. Like, they don't make it this hour long episode yeah. of literally just all plot filler and like yeah. build up. I just hope that's not a precedent for all the episodes. Yeah, yeah. I hope definitely when they get into more serious stuff, then yeah. they increase the length. But I do appreciate that yeah. this episode literally just setting up for the season. Yeah. There's no reason to make this a 55 minute, like, yeah. drag out brawl just to set up, like, yeah. a season. So I appreciate that. Um, and I think that's definitely a good move on them. Um, 
So, let's see. This is kind of like a really vague question, but like, what, do you have any like theories or like ideas of maybe what kind of Star Wars connection, like other than Mandalore, obviously, that we know that's coming, but like, any other like cameos or like connections do we think are going to happen this season? I mean, I think we're definitely looking at another Ahsoka cameo. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, you, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm assuming the Thrawn and Ezra stuff is going to happen in Ahsoka, not yeah. in Mandalore. The Mandalorian. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they continue to do teasers for that in Mandalorian. That's kind of... That we still have time until Ahsoka comes out. That's kind of... Like, especially with, like, obviously, including the Perga was a very deliberate choice, and the only right. other instance we've seen them has been Rebels. Right. Like, that was clearly deliberate. Yeah. So I think we're definitely going to see something, if not actually Ahsoka, but something relating to Thrawn, Ezra. Yeah. And maybe that's... The next Mando quest? Maybe. Helping Ahsoka find Ezra? Low-key, though? Yeah, that'd be... I mean... Yeah, I think it's definitely, like... I think Ahsoka definitely shows up at least once. And even if it's not, like... Uh, even if we don't get a ton of stuff regarding, like, what she's going to be doing with Thrawn and Ezra, I definitely, like, see us getting moments, like, when she's in Season 2 and she's like, where is Grand yeah. Admiral Thrawn yeah. or whatever... There's definitely going to be something to make sure exactly. that we still are following her on that path. Right. Um, and even if it's something... I mean, in the Ahsoka show, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Mando cameo oh, with yeah. that. So, definitely. in that case, then it would be nice... Be very right, so I think in that case, then, it's it would be good to have her come up in here so that yeah. if Mando shows up in Ahsoka, then it's like, okay, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, So, Ahsoka, for sure... Oh, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if we see some clan around with Sabine and Mandalore. Yeah, that's true. With how close we're getting to Mandalore, they're one of the few clans that's still, like, up and running-ish. Yeah. And again, that will tie into Ahsoka, too, yeah. kind of. Yeah, Sabine, because Sabine was working with Ahsoka to find Ezra. Right. So I could definitely see, like, if Bo-Katan gets more involved, being like, hey, I know these people that would probably yeah. be willing to help, and then... You go to Castle Ren, and oh my god, Sabine and Ahsoka are there, mm. whoa! Um, yeah, so that, do we get Boba Fett? That, I'm he less is, sure He is, like, of. one of the original Mandalorians I mean, we saw like, on screen. I mean, he's out here, like, he's a Tatooine crime boss, like... Right. Maybe Mando goes to him as part of a side quest? I feel maybe like... Maybe he goes to him for the memory circuit, I mean, Black Panther. Yeah. Probably yeah. Assassin droid parts. Right. Like, I feel like, I feel like it makes like sense, though. Boba, no. Like, if like we're talking about, right, if we're talking about, like, Mando's going back to Mandalore, and we get some big, like, Mandalorian battle at some point in the season, yeah. I feel like you have to have Boba Fett, the original Mandalorian that we saw on screen in yeah. Star Wars. Like, right. it makes sense to have him there, and if we bring him, I wouldn't be surprised if, um... No, shoot, what's her name? Uh, Ming Wen. Fennec. Fennec Shan. There it is. Yeah, I, I, I feel I like then we gotta have her in yeah. there too. And then, I feel like Cobb Vanth, probably. Yeah. Especially, like, Bill, because you think about, like, uh, is Book of Boba Fett Season 2 a thing? We will ask the Google machine. Because <laughs> if it's not, then Cobb Vanth, we got that shot of him in the back to tank. So you'd think that that's coming back in Mando. Like, if we are gonna have set that up, I'd like to see that payoff. It says a new report suggests it may be in the works, but nothing official yet. Okay, so in my eyes, 
you don't show us that shot of Cobb Vanth in the back of the tank healing if we're not getting that payoff here, right? Especially if we're going They're to... They're building a Slave 1. So, yes, there's almost definitely going to be that. Okay. So, so I, yeah. Fire spray gun shit. <laughs> Come on, bro. My Jonah. Bad, my bad. God, can we be canceled? No. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I think, like, I think if Boba Fett's there, then Fanic Shan is definitely there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have to get Cobb Vanth because right. Cobb, we met Cobb Vanth in Mandalorian Season right. 1. And, again, we got that whole thing of him. Yeah. Back to Tanky's healing. Like, he's got to show up somewhere. And I yeah. doubt that we're waiting for a payoff. Right. until that season of Book of Boba Fett comes out. Right. So I would like to see that. Um, maybe he gets, like, some new armor, too, yeah. since the Boba yeah. Fett armor is with Boba Fett now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that if would they be... hit Mandalore, like, there's got to be stockpiles of just armor from Tanky. Exactly. So he can that he can get outfitted with some, yeah. with some cool stuff. Um, okay, so one thing that I thought of when I was watching this, is Greek Cargo going to be an issue at some point later? There was something off, almost. Like... He just, he's got, like, all this stuff to take care of now, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it's not, like, just his character, I wouldn't be surprised if we find him in, like, a Lando situation mm-hmm. where, like, somehow he's got other stuff going on right. where he is, like, putting like Navarro first. Right, to make sure Navarro can act. Yeah. Like, he, we see he's all high and mighty about Navarro. He yeah. cares about growing that place. Yeah. So that's a very dangerous spot to be in. And a super easy blackmail position right. to where he might be an issue for Mando later. Right. Even if it's not like he just personally has an issue with Mando, right. which I doubt that. But I definitely could see like there being some sort of problem with that. Yeah. I think with the pirates, that's a precursor to bigger conflict between. Right. What's his name? Gory and Shard. Yeah. And it's kind of just funny. Mando's just in the middle of like a ton of stuff. That's like, I feel like that's all. Mando's just like walking around. It's like, he's just. Hey, a, how would you like to be involved in this conflict? Right. And he's just a centering point for a lot of like post Return of the Jedi stuff yeah. almost. Like, yeah. he's involved with Ahsoka. He's involved with Boba Fett. He's involved with now Grief Cargo a little bit in the Pirates. Like, a lot of just different stuff kind of going on. And Mando is like plays a role in each of them, yeah. which I think is funny. Well, and sometimes it's just, like, it's a tiny role. He just, like, needs them, and then all of a sudden they're like, let me call Mando to help me with this. Right. And then he just, like, shows up and, it's like, like, it's like Nick starts Fury. fighting Huts, and it's like, what? Right. It's like Nick Fury in Phase 1 of the MCU. Yeah. He's just there. We he just, like, walks these... up, he's like, hey. <laughs> what a... There was an idea <laughs> to bring together. Um, yeah, so I think that's at least possible. Maybe not as, like, strong, but I think that's definitely something to think about yeah. as we move forward. Okay, so... We always do this, even when it's super obvious. Favorite character of the episode? I mean, it's Din I mean, yeah, I don't think you can go with anybody else. Like, when it's like, well, it's hard for episodes like this where he's, like, the most screen time by, like, literally, I don't even know what the numbers are, but he's on screen almost the entire time. Yeah. So, and it's Din Djarin. Like, you're not going to. The only ones that can maybe edge him out for me would be, like, Ahsoka. Maybe if Bo-Katan wasn't being, like, a sad, bitter old lady. If we, yeah, her. if we get, like, good maybe, like, story. Height of, height of her, like, personality, Bo-Katan, yeah. like, maybe I can be convinced. But And if we get, like, if we get her, like, an actual story episode yeah. for her to be a decent character. Like, do, we, do we have a canon death from all yet? Or is he, is he just gonna pop up, like, episode will, five? Will we ever get a canon death from all? I don't think... Well, Cause like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in Rebels, right? He meets Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's dead at this point. That's he is good. dead. That's good. But is he? 
Unless... <laughs> no, but Obi-Wan like literally cradles him to death. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Darn. Dang it. Um, and Savage, yeah, Palpatine killed Savage. Yeah, Savage died. Ah, gosh. What if we get... Classic Palpatine. What's, um, what's his species name? Oh, Hudson. What's, what's, um, Maul's species name? Uh, that's a good question. He's from death. I mean, oh, he's a Zabrak. Zabrak. Maybe we get a Zab. I mean, not that we haven't seen Zabraks anywhere else, but like if we did, they'd be cool. Yeah. Like maybe it's like. Oh my! I would like to formally apologize, everybody. My dog is being incredibly annoying right now. Um. Uh. What was I saying? What What if Maul had a son? We don't know what he was doing. Oh, you kind of right. Waist down. That's kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, um, anyways. Palpatine didn't, or Anakin didn't have a dad. True. Anakin did not have a dad. What if it's, what if Savage had a son? And then Savage died. So then Maul had to take care of Savage's son, like his own. Think about it, Jonah. Think about it. I think it's very possible. I, I don't think we're going to see much more of the, the Knight Brothers or anything. No. Um, is, um, what's her, uh, Ventress, is she dead? Did she die? Last time we saw her was season seven, where she was, like, just bounty hunter. And, or yeah, six. I don't think she's dead yet. Because she was, because she, cause she was, she like, cleared Ahsoka. Yeah. That was season six. I don't think. Oh, was that season seven? I don't remember. No, it was season seven. I thought it was no. season seven. I thought it was season seven before... No, because does she... Wasn't it in, like, it was in the undercity of Coruscant, right? Where she was getting... Well, wasn't that when Ahsoka was on the run? Yeah. Like, after blowing up the temple? Because in season seven, Ahsoka... Oh, yeah. Ahsoka's in the undercity, but she's just, like, living life down Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it was season six. Oh, I, I think, think you're I right. I think we saw her die, though. Either way, I think Ventures is still Ventures alive. Ventures could still be around. If she didn't die of old age. I don't well, know. Well, I mean... I don't know Four how old she's usually don't. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how old she's supposed to she's be. She's not that much older than Ahsoka. The ba- the bald head kind of throws you off yeah. a little bit. It's kind of hard to. Look, she she's from Death Amir, and she was a kid under Dooku. Yeah. Which means it was post Dooku going Sith. Which means she might be that. Yeah. Have you read uh, Dooku Jedi Lost? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. It's on my... I want to read to it, but I want to get to it. But, yes. Um, yeah. Favorite character, Mando, for me, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know... I, I've been trying to reform my, like, ranking at a 10 scale recently, because I'm pretty generous with, like... Yeah. My scale's, like... Like, for me to give it anything below, like... I don't think I've given a single movie that I've watched this year below a 6.5. <laughs> it has to be, like, literally just yeah. absolute garbage. Like, I will never turn that on again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know, I'm usually pretty, like, the thing with that is, though, like, if I really don't, like, want to watch a movie, I just don't watch it. Right. So it's like, any movie that I choose to watch is already kind of gone through somewhat of a selection process, right. I guess. So that's why. But anyways, what would you give this episode out of 10? I would give this episode, I'm going to go seven and a half, okay. which might be kind of low, but let me explain. <laughs> I just... I get a little bit annoyed sometimes, you know, when we get inconsistencies. Yeah. Like having a thermal detonator in your chest and your chest being fully intact. Fair. Um, the whole 
Bo-Katan thing. Like, I kind of get it. Kind of. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a setup episode. Like, I get all these threads, but we haven't done anything with them yet, so I can't be like, oh, that was so cool. Right. And, like, I don't know, having ten minutes of the episode devoted to, like, the... What are they called? Anzellians? Oh, like, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> laughing. What? Speaking broken English. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Um... I feel like that could have been condensed a little bit. Yeah. I would... I'd probably... I don't know. I'm gonna give it a 7.5, too. Not, I don't, like, necessarily have it. <laughs> <Copycat. issue. laughs> no, no, no. I could give it an 8. I just don't want to set the bar too high so then I run right. out of, like, headroom. If we yeah. get, like, just an absolute banger of an episode, yeah. I don't want to, like... Um, I don't know, but, like... I, my 7.5 is, like, a good 7.5. I'm just trying to, like... Right. It it the episode did what it needed to do right. very well. Right. So like, I don't know. It got it done. There wasn't anything special. Right. Was, I don't know. That I had solid. any issues like you did. I guess it was just solid. Right. In terms of like, would I go back and rewatch it? Only yeah, I mean those were like minor issues. Only if I was like rewatching the entire season, I guess. Right. So seven point five. That's a good seven point five though. Right. It's just like. Hard to, it's hard to compare this episode to an episode that's intentionally supposed to be like a really right, solid exactly. one. So that's kind of that's kind of where the rating out of ten scale like alters yeah, a little bit. Um, alrighty, well, um, any other closing thoughts before we sign off today? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, make sure to email us at thekitchensink27 at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on our Instagram at the.kitchen.sync.podcast. We also have a TikTok, and that's that same tagline, the.kitchen.sync.podcast. All those links are going to be in the show notes, too. So instead of listening to me say that a million times, you can just go click that link, and it's just a lot more convenient for you to do so. Um, yeah, next week we will be doing Mando Season 2, or Mando Episode, episode two. 2. Shocker, guys, I know. <laughs> um, and Megan... Jonah, we might have you back next week, because I don't actually know if my sister's going to be back in time for that. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Jonah, thank you for coming on this week. We greatly appreciate it. And yeah, thanks for having me. A lot me. of good discussion. Definitely more of a, like, deeper, like, Lord episode than me and Megan sometimes get into, which is good. Um, so for all those that are, like, more casual listeners, sorry if we get into some, like, Star Wars jargon that you don't understand, but it was a fun conversation, so I don't regret it at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once again, thank you for coming on. We greatly appreciate it um and we'll definitely try to get you on again soon i'll just add you to the to my go-to list of people that i can contact when megan's busy um but yeah guys that's gonna do it for this week so until next week for mando episode two um no i i lost it all right guys until then later gators you can say bye see you guys (laughs)